Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Belle. Belle! Man, how are you doing tonight? I am doing... You put so much thought into this. I love this. No, this is this is the genuine bellness of it all, right? Because like most people are like, oh, I'm doing fine. They're lying. They're not telling you the truth when they say that. Nobody <laughs> wants to actually answer that question with any kind of legitimacy. But no, Bell, despite the fact that this is an audio medium and silence is death, gets on here every single night, know what I'm about to ask him with the same question I've asked him every single week for the past seven years. <laughs> and he puts the thought into it right then at that moment because he wants us to know the truth, ladies and gentlemen. So, Bell. How are you doing tonight? We know it's going to be true. I was trying t- to tie that into this week's episode about, you know, forces and and time bubbles and and things of that nature. And and it, I, there, there was no inspiration. Nothing came, and I, and it just didn't happen. I'm sorry, I failed you. No, no, you're the avatar for the for the not failed force for the win force for the success force. That's what you are. What yeah, you are. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, yeah, it, it doesn't doesn't happen all the time. Sometimes some some episodes are easier to tie in than others, but this one was one of the more difficult ones. No, it, I, I get that. No, yeah. it makes it makes a lot of sense, man. We have got an episode to talk about indeed this week, but a couple things I need to address right here out the gate. And, and I, man, I don't normally do this because obviously we're, we're here to talk about the flash. We're not here to talk about us. Um, but, but that something crazy happened to me this week. Uh, some of you here in the United States of America may have caught wind of a tiger living like a, like a, just like a <laughs> Bengal tiger living in a domestic neighborhood. And I don't like to go on the internet and share my location that, you know, I try to keep some of my, my personal and my private life close to the chest. You know, this is a fun show. We've got, you know, great listeners and everything here, but I've done other projects that, that, you know, I've got some enemies. And so I don't really publicize (laughs) where I live or anything like that. He lives on the moon with Steve Rogers, everyone. Yeah. I live on the moon. Let's, let's just say I live on the moon with Steve Rogers, but if I didn't live on the moon with Steve Rogers, I'll just say this, that tiger, the the proximity to my house is not, not far away. Did did you actually (laughs) see it? I did not see the tiger. However, I did bike by there yesterday uh, in an effort to see whether or not uh, said tiger was still there. Because you know what? Like people, some people around here are like going crazy about this thing because it's like we have a tiger living in you know our our general proximity. And uh, you know, I'm I, I I'm I'm more of the mindset of like, well, you know, in Houston and in Texas as a whole, we we kind of had an ice age earlier. This like one like this extremely <laughs> traumatic ice age that we went through uh, for like a day, uh, a couple well, like a days week. rather. Uh, yeah, week and uh, and you know we global pandemic. So sure, yeah, bagel tiger living in the neighborhood. Okay, yeah, no, of course. Why why wouldn't there be Bell? That's really my question. Why wouldn't there be a tiger living in the neighborhood? <laughs> you, you have some extremely eccentric neighbors, it seems. <laughs> well, you know, it's Texas. But here's the thing: I grew up with Mister Rogers' neighborhood, and he had a tiger living in his neighborhood, and his name was Daniel. Anyway, so <laughs> it's been it's been a weird it's been a weird week. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to share that because it's just so weird. Um, all right, so there, there's that. Uh, let's let's talk about this uh, this show that we're about to talk about here. Uh, but of course, we can only talk about it because of the amazing support of our amazing patrons over at Patreon.com/slash TV Talk. If you have not uh, headed over there, be sure to do so. It is the reason why we are able to bring you the show every single week, and you get some great access like our uh, Discord channel and all that good stuff. One last thing I'll make mention of before diving in is that Flashcraft. Yes, we are still doing Flashcraft. Some of us are. 
Bell has Bell Bell is is on and off. But, I'm uh, I'm 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 doing um um evil things behind the scenes. Yeah, uh, yes. Qu- evil th- question see, mark. I, yeah, I hear about these evil things, but I don't know about these evil things. So that's kind of that's <laughs> odd. But no, so we we are but we are still doing Flashcraft. Uh, we actually have a uh, we are actually about to rebuild Star Labs. Uh, our our greatest hits. We're going to revisit our greatest hit, except we're going to do it on Earth too. Uh, so that uh, is coming out. If you haven't checked out the Flash TV Talk uh, uh, YouTube channel, that has got some great uh, Flashcraft updates there. If you like Minecraft, uh, then then that's a good thing to check out. If you like us, that's also a good thing to check out. If you don't like us and you don't like Minecraft, then do not check that out. You would not like it. Uh, all right. <laughs> I think that's going to be it for all of the housekeeping items. Bell, are you ready to jump into this episode? Let's do it. All right, man, let's jump into The Rundown. The Rundown. Episode 9 of Season 7, Timeless. Directed by Minaj Uda and story by... Kristen Kim and Joshua V. Gilbert. Bell, what happened this episode? Well, Nora, and you can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes every time I say Nora, so just pretend that I'm doing air quotes every time that I say <laughs> right. Nora, because air quotes are in this entire description every time it says, it says uh, uh, so anytime there's a weird inflection in my voice, just know that I'm doing air quotes. <laughs> so anyway, Nora tells Iris and Barry that they created the other forces and vows to kill Psyche and Dion. Barry wants to travel back in time to remove their connections from the forces, but Iris and Cisco disagree. Cisco then gives Camilla a camera that can detect the forces, which shows a connection between them and Iris, allowing Team Citizen to track down Nora. Barry, Cisco, and Chester enhance the tachyon device to extract the forces' particles, and Barry retrieves Harrison Wells from the year 2000 for help, who can create a time bubble to protect the timeline. <laughs> Damn, hang on, hang on. I heard the time quotes on the time bubble. What, what yeah, was with that? There's quotes on the time bubble. Okay, fair enough. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> Dion arrives at Star Labs, realizing that Barry will take away who he is and destroys the tachyon harness. Iris, Allegra, and Camilla search for Nora at the Allen house, but are ambushed by Psyche, who gives them nightmares of Nora. Chester fixes the tachyon device while Joe tries to dissuade Barry from his plan of action, but Barry and Wells go back in time regardless. The extraction revives Alexa and erases Psyche and Dion in the present day, allowing Iris to escape. Barry then smashes the device to revert the changes upon realizing that Iris, Cisco, and Joe are right. Caitlin notices Alexa's revival, so Barry and Iris use their connection to the forces to revive her. Wells returns to the year 2000, and Cisco and Camilla realize that they need to leave Central City. Meanwhile, Nora confronts Dion. Dun, dun, dun. I heard him, man. Like I, I literally heard the quotations. That was <laughs> <laughs> well, well, good. That, that, that was my intention. I'm, I'm glad that actually worked. It was in, incredibly successful. Uh, I was going to do a, a Doctor Evil voice every time I said a quote, but I thought that might be a little much. No, no, you, 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 you put the right emphasis on the right syllable, or, or whatever the right phrase. Emphasis on the right syllable. Thank you. Yes, that's the one. Bell. Um. Yeah. A lot of lot of quotations all the way around on this episode, and. A lot to theorize about. This is this is one of those one of those episodes that's just chock full with like like theory flavors, right? Like this is they they lobbed up some balls for us to knock out of the park in many respects on the on this one, and I'm I'm kind of looking forward to getting into it with you. Uh, first things first, who is this nice young lady that that uh, Cisco is having coffee with? I don't believe we like who who is this? Like she seems so nice. <laughs> well, you know what? She's got more screen time than the original uh, Iris did in the '90s Flash, so there's that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> accurate, a hundred percent accurate. Camilla's back. Yes, man. Camilla's back. And uh, and in perfect timing, because just like when she appeared on the scene several years ago, 
you know, we always suspected she was here for one purpose, to take Cisco away from the Flash. And guess what? Today, she fulfills that purpose. <laughs> the circle is now complete. Once I was but the person leaving the, the Flash, and now I... I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, you're a bombing hard on that one. Uh, no, but she is back. She is back, and it is it is great. You know, she's been behind the scenes. Of course, she's been a member of uh, Team Citizen, and so uh, it was great to have kind of a little Team Citizen re- reunion be- before the split up. Uh, so that that's kind of nice. With the with actually referred to as Team Citizen, which was interesting. I, I I believe I've mentioned it before, but it's been so long since I've heard the terms Team Citizen spoken by a character on the show. I was kind of like. It was it was odd to hear it, and then I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, that, that is what they call themselves." <laughs> <laughs> well, otherwise, you have like the Citizen Squad. That's uh, I don't know. That seems a little, you know, uh, 2013. I, I I think I think this uh, this works out pretty well. I, I think uh, yeah. Team Citizen's good. I mean, we got Team Flash, you got Team Arrow, you got Team Citizen. Uh, you know, it's great. It's great. They even have their like why you know it could be called Team Allegra. I mean, technically, there are like there is a super powered individual on the team. Just just saying. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, they all they all work for Iris. So, I mean, that's not really. Well, I mean, the, and technically, Team Flash all worked for Iris a couple of seasons ago. So yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, it just uh, it just kind of depends on how it, how it all falls out. But regardless, man, Team Citizen is out here. Uh, they have uncovered that because of Iris's connection to the the forces, uh, she can kind of be used as a well, as to some extent, a lightning rod, a bit of a, a means of of tracking where where they might be. A diviner. Uh, there you go, a divining rod. So, so let's talk about this though. Um, Iris and Barry, man, when when a speedster and a lightning rod love each other very much, they, they touch fingers, <laughs> and suddenly gods are born. We've got you want demigods. Apparently, this is how we get demigods. Uh, Barry and Iris, man, they're parents again. Yeah, but this time to not even twins. It's triplets, Quad- quadruplets. Well, yeah, because I guess I guess. You know, Barry's mom, Nora, is also his daughter. So no, no, Barry's Barry. No, Nora. Nora. Oh, I'm is, sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, yes, <laughs> Barry's mom, Nora, is also his daughter. But not to be confused with his daughter, Nora. This is his daughter, Nora. 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 And and Nora is actually somebody else. I think. Yeah. You, mm, no, but we're gonna talk about we're that. Talk later. about that. Uh. Yes. Yeah, so this is this is true. Um. That being said, you know, the, the parental theme was pretty strong here, uh, which uh, I, I get it. It makes sense. I'm cool with it as a, you know, as kind of the the connection they have with them. I, I find it interesting from a story standpoint. And by interesting, I mean it the same way I say, like, something that I don't like is interesting because I don't want to say I don't like it. <laughs> like, you know, because we kind of had an entire season of Barry and Iris becoming parents and dealing with that and doesn't this seem a little rehashed i mean like it was even nora then not nora but it was nora then <laughs> well you know it's after crisis so there oh okay so is this is this how we're treating <laughs> we could just redo all the other stories because crisis we, we well, nothing happened before crisis uh no. except for the things that did happen but those didn't actually happen now nah, i mean because of crisis okay look we, we are i'm sorry i am not going to give away a crisis mulligans <laughs> that, that like that 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 comes <laughs> that that comes for time travel shenanigan like head loops not for like lazy story writing <laughs> <laughs> no i shouldn't say lazy story writing well i see where you're coming from it does yes there's kind of rehashy elements there but i think this is a different uh take on it altogether um it's there wasn't necessarily 
any issues. It wasn't like Nora was evil or bad or going down the wrong path earlier, right? Um, there, there weren't issues with that. It was just, you know, her uh, naivety and her um, inexperience that was causing problems with Team Flash right. then. Okay. And so, yeah. in, in this case, it's more of they spawn these like bad seed children. So like right? rebellious child type situation. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, it's, it's a different kind of thing where it's like their, their job with Nora, I think was, was more to teach. And I think their job with these new power children is more to like lead by example and kind of show them the air of their ways. Right. Yeah. No, actually that makes a ton of sense, man. I, I really hadn't considered it through that lens. But you're right. I mean, you know, every child is different. And so it's not just a in general, you know, hey, Barry and Nora are now parents. I'm sorry, not Barry and Nora. <laughs> not Barry and Nora, <laughs> Nora, Nora. Barry and Iris are now parents, except they're not just, you know, parents. They are parents of terrible children. And so it's that whole notion of not giving up on, on your rebellious kids. Okay, I see that. I, I'm, I'm sorry, Belle. You know what? You were 100% right. Yeah, we have seen them be parents before, but I don't think there's going to be the, the whole oh, we're suddenly parents with an adult kid kind of stuff that we saw before. It's going to be, it's a different situation. It's a different scenario. And Barry and Iris are uh, a lot more experienced since then. And they have a, a much different scenario to to try and face. And so, yeah, I, I think it'll be nowhere near the same, I don't think. Okay. Until until we see, you know, uh, the things, that, the, the, the set photos and things that we've seen of, of things that are going to happen in the future, which I'm not going to mention specifically in case anyone hasn't seen them. Yeah. Uh, we may get more of the... Oh crap! We're parents again, but not not now, and not with the power, or and not with, not with the forces, right? right. So, right, no, yeah, that's that's yeah. that's fair. Although we have talked about, I mean, like we talked about this last week, but since we have talked about the casting, you know, we, we've already talked about casting, so we know, and I, that's true. Yeah, yeah we can yeah, at we least we that. can at least say that we know that that Bart Allen is in. I'm, you know, the the Bart, you know, I guess Bart West Allen is in the future, like that's coming. That's that's a that, yeah. that is that is a hundred percent going to be here, and we know that's going to happen this season. And so, with that in mind, perhaps that parental theme, maybe we'll get some sort of you know, the the true kid or kids coming back from the future to deal with like these false kids, maybe. Oh uh, yeah, interesting. You know, yeah. Um, or or are we going to treat this like are like are we going to deal with like holiday parties and the forces come to you know come to Christmas and everything? Like, is that is that the new is that the new norm? I I don't think that's going to be the case. I, you know, when they're talking about being parents of these things, I, I, it it's got to be more of a not literal sense, but like a figurative. Yes, they they birth them into existence, but they're not going to be like Dion. You know, if you don't finish your your broccoli, you're not getting any <laughs> any you know speedster ice cream or whatever. You know, like right. that, that's not what we're talking about here. It's still force. Go to your room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Psych. It's a timeout. Woohoo! Timeout. Psych. No <laughs> giving your sister was. bad dreams. Come on. You know, we're I don't, yeah. That's not what we're going to be dealing with here. All right. No, that's good. That that makes that that makes some sense. I I can I can see that. Um. But I, I do, I do wonder, you know, with the uh, with the forces, with kind of this revelation that they were kind of created by Barry and Iris. I've I've seen some mixed thoughts on that. Some people really do not like that idea. Other people, um, you know, nothing it, and other people think it's cool. I, for one, uh, found the general explanation a bit confusing. So let me see if I was able to kind of if we, you and I maybe arrive arrive on the same same package here. Th- this is 
these forces existed prior to Barry and Iris, but what they did was essentially bring them out of kind of, uh, you know, like turn them from a force of nature into an entity and bonded that entity and that entity found a human to bond with. Is that, is that right? Is that wrong? Or how did you interpret it? I don't know. So I, I, I mean, I, gosh, I need to rewatch the episode again. Cause I, cause I had, a, I had a real good idea. Uh, cause I was going to talk about this and, and it's starting to kind of like, fade the more we talk about it but um i feel like it was it was their connection to the speed force and i don't know perhaps like i i feel like these forces didn't exist before and now they do hmm. they created them and then the forces chose avatars and the avatars that they chose you know had the issues like dion um peaked in high school and so that kind of like warped his perception and made him who he was um, Fuerza, you know, gets really, really angry at the, um, uh, when Abracadabra came and like destroyed the houses and that's why she went bad. Like, but I, I think these are, um, the forces they created somehow Barry, Barry and Iris did. I, I don't, I don't know if they were always there before. So, um, yeah, but here's they, the they, thing. They, Isn't the speed force like a force of nature? Like the speed force, like literally is a force of nature, right? And, and yeah, at least yeah, in this yeah. universe. Yeah. So. Does the, the force of nature exist prior to like like humans are not in this, well although hmm but, but I mean, okay so if we go down this route then then how did the speed force die you can't kill a force of nature uh, did It'd the speed like force actually die killing gravity did the speed force actually die um I mean according to the show it seems like it did it thought yeah I mean Barry thought it was dying we we you know but I mean like was it actually dying or was this all some kind of ploy to make Barry bring the speed force down to earth, so to speak. Interesting. Right. Go on. Well, I mean, think about it. So, yeah, you know, this has been the speedster speculation. I mean, like I've, I've this is not going to be the speedster speculation this week because we've talked about it so many times and I'll just go ahead and say, I'm so close to hitting that. I called it button. Like it's not, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> but, but here's my thing. She did the Eobard move at the end of the episode. Yeah, I mean that's like classic Eobard, so it's got to be Eobard. That's his move. That's he what patented he does. it. That's his thing. It is. And so I'm thinking, man, like, like you know, this has been my speculation for some time now, and I stand by it. Like that is Eobard to you know Thaddeus Thon right there. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. It's it seems pretty. It seems pretty uh, uh, clear. I mean, I guess it's at this point that yeah, that that that's where they're going so perhaps then um it was all a ploy and eobard needed this speed force to be i mean i don't maybe he poisoned it or something and there was no way for him to escape and so he made it seem like it was dying uh so that barry would you know he and iris would go and and, and try to revive it and by doing so have it choose new avatars perhaps maybe I, I, I there's a couple of different ways they could play it i mean it could be that this was all you know eobard all along like that is 100 percent possible and it, it tracks you know another way is that you know what we saw was not necessarily the speed force dying but you know again i i just i don't know i think that there's more going on than we realize yeah i'm I mean, we, we, yeah, we, we talked about this before. It made perfect sense, right? Like if, if Eobard 
always messes with Barry, and it always has to do with Nora. And in this case, he's taking on the form of Nora to mess with him more and get him to kill the other forces because he perceives them as a threat. Yeah, I mean, you know, it makes sense, right, for for that to be Eobard. And I, I think there's going to be some kind of, like, you know, explanation, probably, like, in the form of a villain monologue where he's like, ah, ha, 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 here's what's going on. And so, I mean, maybe maybe that's, maybe we'll, we'll see exactly. But, yeah, I agree. There, there is more stuff going on than, than, than I think is, is here. And I, I feel a lot of that has to do with Eobard wants to kill the other forces because he perceives them as a threat. If Barry can go and convert them to, you know, quote, the good side or whatever, um, that would be a huge threat. Eobard, especially with the still force, you know, being able to freeze time and stuff like that. Like that's you yeah. know, direct counter to him. So clearly he wants the the still force dead. Dude, I loved the still force versus Barry. Like that was a great like moment between Beyond and, and Barry just kind of sizing each other up. Like, yeah. you know, if if they are they're these natural like like dichotomy that exists between these two entities two forces what barry has access to what what dion has access to and it really actually it kind of made me kind of wish that we actually had the still force as a season long villain like i feel as though we got a turtle i know we're not calling him the turtle <laughs> but i mean if you did you notice like his his jacket his letter jacket has like a very like turtle shell-esque symbol on it yeah 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 i noticed that yeah i mean like why can't he be the turtle three right like (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i don't know uh maybe maybe i don't that's that's the thing it's like i feel like they're going to go down the route towards uh you know reconciliation and and stuff and so it's it's sort of a like captain cold kind of thing where like you know he's going to have a code about him now and Ah, that's a waste that's a waste no this i like this is a good character like this and i feel as though you know, I felt like Captain Cold, honestly, was a little wasted in the way that we never really got him as a full-on, you know, season-long villain like we could have. Like, I think he would have made a really, really great uh, season-long villain. And, and, you know, it was cool to have him around and kind of pull back from time to time, and that's great, and yada, yada, yada. But at the same time, like, you know, hey, like, this is this is actually this is a pretty good character. And not on, on, on top of that, because of the relationship between the powers at play it just it's it's such a great mm, it's such it, it it opens up such great potential stories i love the fact that he has such easy like such control over time um it makes the turtle i know we're not calling him that but i mean like if he was <laughs> the new turtle it makes him much more of a compelling villain and like a threatening villain uh, i remember specifically uh you know the, the it, it's easy to show somebody kind of the early flash uh, runs and see you know the fastest man versus the slowest man like you know in modern context that doesn't exactly sound all that threatening right <laughs> well you, you put some of the you know you put the sci-fi on it and you're like oh okay i can see how this is kind of a threat but now you make it not just like oh this person is able to slow down time like they're like have this deity godlike you know force of nature power to slow down time that's a that's a legitimate threat that that is a legitimate threat that deserves more than just an episode or two. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And can hold its own without the need of all the other uh, forces at play. We did get a, uh, you know, we did get a confirmation at the beginning of the episode where it said that she killed, uh, you know, uh, uh, Les <clears throat> uh, 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 Dexa. What did we say we were going to call her? Oh, um, well, we can't say Allegro because that's another character. I know. I almost actually did call her Allegro. <laughs> <laughs> It's, there's a uh, there's an SNL where it's like the elderly trying to to deal with um, you know, uh, Excella Excella 
Is that that was what it was, right? It was something like that. Axela. That's what it is. Axela. Axela. Yes. So Axela, <laughs> like Nora killed Axela. And I'm like, no, no, no. See, Nora was Siri all along. That was what. <laughs> now we, now <laughs> that, we yeah. see. Yeah, yeah. Sirabod. <laughs> Axelo was uh was I mean uh, the Speed Force was Google. That's that's what it that's what Google like that's what it is. Google's out here trying to compare like you know to compete with Axela and they're like, "Hey, let's just let's just summon a force of nature to wipe it out. That's what it's going to take." That's yeah. probably what's going to take. Uh but no, uh so she did die and uh and was dead and then was brought back because uh the power of love, which you know, we've talked about before the power of love can be a little bit uh, overplayed on this series, but this was different because it wasn't the Care Bear stare. It was a loving touch. And I thought that it actually worked pretty well, given the explanation for how the, the forces came into existence. I am curious though, did we know that the strength force was the blue one? I had that same thought, that exact same thought when the, when the lightning came down, uh-huh. um, I was like, okay, so blue is the strength force. I, that's what I was like. Cause you know, we've seen all the different lightnings and I don't recall there ever being any lightning around her. And I assumed that it was going to, I mean, pink was psych obviously, but like, uh, when, when, when Fuerza was up, wasn't she wearing like a purplish kind of jumpsuit sort of it was, thing? It was a purple jumpsuit. Yeah. 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 And so like there were, there were no indications there. It, it might've been smarter to make that blue. I don't know, but yeah. And then we see the blue lightning. I'm like, oh, okay. So blue lightning is, is strength force. Got it. Well, so here's my thought on that. Cause you mentioned, uh, psych being pink. I, to me, maybe it's just, you know, maybe it's just the way it renders on my, my television. It looks kind of purple to me. It's like uh, a pinkish purple kind pinkish, of yeah. pinkish purple kind of situation. They have specifically noted the colors of the lightning. Like that has been a topic of discussion from team Flash's standpoint. So they want us to pay attention to the color, right? Yeah. And we were never told that I don't believe, and we might, and we, you know, we correct us if we're wrong, dear listener, but I don't believe that we were ever told that blue was strength force. And I think we've all been assuming that it was the red. And so now I'm wondering, well, okay, hang on now. If red is, I mean, if blue is strength, if green is still, and if psych or rather the, uh, the sage is more of like a purple, or a pink. Well, neither neither purple nor pink or red. They both have red. But I feel like the other ones are so on the nose. Why wouldn't it be red? In fact, I went back and I looked at it like when he started phasing out, when Sykes started phasing out. I was like, okay, I guess it, you could argue that's kind of a reddish aura. But when the particles go up, no, no, no. Those are those are purple particles. Those are yeah. those aren't red particles. So I think I think that that we that we we're being bamboozled, my friend. So, well, yeah, because I mean that, that's the only one that's really kind of unexplained right now is that uh, Nora has uh, red lightning, right? Blue lightning, yellow lightning. The only lightning we hadn't seen on her is green. And we might also have other, you know, there there may be more forces at play. I doubt that, but it's possible that that could be out there. I, I'm just thinking, man, what if what if we we actually saw another force being born that night that they have not confirmed or noted. Like what if the negative speed force essentially became like came into existence that night, as opposed to just being this thing, this artificial thing that Eobard created that got it on that godlike playing field. I mean, that would make sense to me. It's possible. I just, I, I think it's so odd that, that psych, if, if, if rage is sage, I'm sorry, if hate, or if, um, Strength is say or <laughs> if strength is red, 
it seems so odd to me that no, Sage, strength is blue. I'm sorry. If strength is blue, then it seems so odd to me that, you know, that they would have Sage in such a non specific color. Cause everybody else is. So I just, I don't know. There's something there. And also the other thing too is man, they're, they're doing good about paying off some things. You know, we saw early on in the season, uh, Wells prime or timeless Wells, uh, returning this episode, we saw him looking off to the side and we didn't quite know what that was all about until this episode. We get the the discovery that he was actually looking at himself and of Barry. I was I was so happy to see that get paid off. Like I was so worried that was just gonna be one of those things where they're like they're just putting it in there for people like us to speculate on. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and then they actually paid it off. That was that was really cool. Like it was it was a nice little nod. You know, it it, it helps you uh, remember that the writers know what they're doing. That they they have this idea that it's that it's planned out. That that's what they're gonna do. And so it was really cool to see that. Yeah, that was a really neat little um, little event there. See that kind of stuff makes me happy, and that makes me like now go back and like with some legitimacy consider what we've been told before. And what we have been led to believe versus what actually is. And I think I think there might be something here, man. I think something's going on uh, with the the color scheme of the lightning that we have just not been made privy to. The other the other aspect too is, I mean, we keep on talking about it. Nora is glowing all kinds of colors. She is not just sticking with the yellow. Like she she's got the the color scheme all over herself right now. Um, well, but she doesn't have any green. Like that's like I, the only ones I see with her are uh red uh yellow and blue which because i mean i think and i could be wrong there's a couple ways to interpret that one is that the still force is so much the antithesis of the speed force there's be no reason why these speed force or a speed force impersonator would have green lightning right because they wouldn't be tapping into that yeah. the other aspect is that we are seeing a combination of actual speed forces we've seen before or actual kind of interpretations of the speed force interacting with reality. And I would argue if that's the case, red in her lightning makes no sense because red is the negative speed force and the speed force would not be tapping into the negative speed force. It makes absolutely no sense. But somebody uh, who uh, has uh, tapped uh, into the negative on, speed force. Hold okay, on. all right. <laughs> hold ahead. on. So what is what is what is blue? Blue is artificial connection to the speed force, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you're absolutely right. Like the negative speed force would have no need to tap into the speed force exactly. unless it tapped into it artificially. Oh, creating the blue lightning. Oh, and therefore, Nora, quote yeah. unquote, is Eobard. I mean, yeah, because because yeah, because like he he he's the, he is the, the negative speed force, the red lightning, um, uh, acting as the avatar of the speed force. And trying to like, only, it's trying to maintain that, right? Like yeah. he's trying to maintain it. The only way he can he can he can keep up that facade mm-hmm. is by artificially tapping into it. There it is. Hence the blue lightning. Yes, sir. I think that's exactly what's happening. I think yeah. you're exactly right. I think that's exactly what's happening. Uh, it does seem like we're going in that direction. I'm excited, man. The, this, this is good stuff. This is good stuff. Yeah. yeah I, I I will say this though. I you know uh, going back to the to the point where you know they were talking about destroying the forces versus uh, reforming the forces. Uh, Barry and Iris's uh, mm-hmm. a butting of heads moment here. Um, the one thing that I was kind of upset they didn't bring about was that you know okay if Barry is is the avatar of the Speed Force, you know or or he was chosen by the Speed Force or whatever. He's the human that the Speed Force inhabits, just like Dion is the human that the uh, the Still Force inhabits. All right. So so that's not confirmed though, right? Like that is pure speculation at this point. Well, well, I mean, for your, uh, it's kind of it's because she was a normal person doing normal stuff, and then she blacks out as the uh, strength force takes over. Yeah, this was a big confirmation that that these people were actually people and were not just like 
you know, created the day that the Speed Force, or, you know, that the, the Force is released into the world. Right. And, and so what I was hoping Cisco or maybe Iris would bring up to Barry is, you know, imagine you were one of them and somebody came to you and said, hey, look, sorry, I got to either, t- you know, destroy the Speed Force, thus take away, you know, who you are, the Flash, that part of you. Like nobody drew that parallel because it's basically the same thing, right? Like right. Dion, he's sitting there saying, oh, you know, we're going to free you. You're, he's like, I'm not, there's nothing wrong with me. This is who I am. You know, th- th- like th- this is, this is, this is a part of me now. This is who I am. And you can't take that away from me. And like, you know, it, it'd be the same thing as somebody going up to Barry and be like, hey, look, we're going to, we're going to destroy the speed force. Sorry, bro. And, and he wouldn't be like, oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I totally get it. Go ahead. Destroy the speed force. I don't need it. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's a big burden. He wouldn't do that. He I don't know, man. Cool this that. episode, he was kind of like, you'll lose the Speed Force. He's like, ah, it's fine. If I lose, I lose it. Barry, Barry, I think, is not the avatar of the Speed Force. I think he's the avatar of the bad idea force. <laughs> like the bad plan force. And hey. always has been. It was his destiny all along. <laughs> hey, that's a, that's a nice timeline you got there. <laughs> Be ashamed if somebody were to ruin it. <laughs> Oh man, I love that. He, like, we got to return to time travel this episode, dude. I'm thrilled. Like, we haven't had some good time travel. I mean, I know we had like some like brief uh, Cisco and um, and Chester shenanigans in the '90s, but like in terms of like effectively, you know, like, hey, let's fix our problems with time travel. I'm like, oh yes, this is the good stuff. I don't yeah. care that it's a bad idea and you should know better. That like, I love it <laughs> when it's a bad idea and you should know better. That's when the Flash is at his best. Well, but hold on, they 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 had a they had a MacGuffin this time. They had they had timeless wells to come in and uh, create a bubble to like not interfere with anything. So so basically, it, it's it's it seems to me like it's kind of like iron man snapping in end game like right keep everything the same up until this point but just bring everybody back so it's like keep everything the same up until this point except for delete the forces immediately at this point yes however it does seem as though that it's a little too perfect of a scenario don't you think what uh to to time bubble it and protect them all yeah i mean like because if that's the case then you can change the timeline without remorse like without any uh consequences i don't (laughs) i don't know because like what could they change and then keep everything the same up until the point where it's not the same anymore. Oh, they can go get Nora. They can go get his actual mom, Nora. And just, okay, so all of a sudden she's just basically come back to life. Yeah, but she'd only come back to life in the present. Right, in the present at that moment. Right. No, no, no the, the past, nothing else has changed. You literally have the power of resurrection now. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, like, you know, I, I think uh, it's, a, it's, it's a bit of a dangerous precedent to play around with this kind of Timeless Wells power. It, it would only impact their future, right? It wouldn't impact the past. They wouldn't. They, well, okay. So hold on. But here, here's the deal, right? Like they wouldn't create a, a flashpoint paradox and change stuff in the past up until the present. The flashpoint paradox would exist the moment that Nora came back into the present, because at that point, that's where the that's where the the you know where they to travel in the future in the Nora uh, brought back from the past. Two timelines, Nora brought back from the past, Nora right. not brought back from the past. Okay. okay. If they if they travel into the future of the Nora brought back into the past timeline, that would be different from if they didn't bring Nora in the, in the past. So technically, there would be a flashpoint created at the point where Nora is brought back from the past. It just only impacts the future as opposed to impacting the past. Well, I mean, you could argue that about any kind of change you make to the present, you're effectively creating a multiverse every single moment. Well, yeah, that's that's multiverse theory. Yeah, exactly. But it doesn't necessarily impact the change. Like in the way in which we as an viewing audience and they as characters in the show, I don't think that, it, you know, I don't know that those kind of consequences are, are at play or should or should theoretically be at play. Now, let me ask this, because it is quite similar to something that we've seen before. If you think about Savitar, 
right? And I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try to talk this through out loud and see if I can because I, I I know there's a similarity, but I need to figure out where the similarity is and where the difference is. With Savitar, who was a time remnant from the future, okay, that yeah. was created, but it, and and skewed off from Barry, who's in the present, right? So as he was in the present, any changes to him bodily affected him as a time remnant, but not the actions that he's taken up until that point. So like Barry could cut off his hand and then Savitar would lose his hand. Right. But it wouldn't, it wouldn't affect the timeline that we've experienced with him from the future thus far. It would just take impact at that moment. You see what I'm saying? It's that's, that's the looper. That's, that's like looper time travel. Well, it's season one. It's, it's, you know, I'm getting a vasectomy, right? Like it's, it's Eddie uh, in, in season one. All right. I, Eddie, I should have gotten a vasectomy thought. <laughs> Yeah, Eddie, Eddie, instead of shooting himself, going immediately to the doctor's office to schedule a vasectomy. Right, right. That, yeah. you, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Eddie. Why, Eddie? Uh, Eddie, man. Come on. Let's not, think about this. Didn't, didn't do it right. Uh, but anyway, so point, point being, like, that's the thing, right? He took that action, and that immediately started impacting Thawne, but it didn't rewrite the timeline. In fact, that set the precedent for how time travel would essentially for the most part, but not, not universally, but for the most part, how time travel would work in this series. So with that in mind, we have a situation where Barry is now going back to the past and impacting things in the past, but that won't change the past. That'll only change the present that he left. It's like a, because of, I guess the, the, the timeless Wells bubble effect yeah but i have a feeling we're not going to see that used anymore well so they made the argument that the big connection point there was because timeless wells existed in in both points right yeah so perhaps perhaps that's why it's not too much of a you know a well they can go back to if you will interesting okay well there you go i i love that we get even that even just trying to like like piece together those aspects of the time travel that's 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 what i love about the show man when we do this 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 is this is the yeah. juicy stuff <laughs> out comes the uh the dry erase board and and, and the red lines and the crazy <laughs> bow you know making all these timeline branches and yeah, stuff. yeah <laughs> well <laughs> actually i did find myself watching this episode and like on my sketch pad just like drawing uh, different things like okay, so person plus power makes speed force into like you know, like, <laughs> trying to get a, a sense of of how it all how it all fits together. Um, Thomas Wells, though, you, you know, I got you got to give Tom Cavanaugh props, man, because he played this completely different from any other Wells that we've seen before. And I think it would have been so easy to make this Wells like Harry, just because that's the the Wells that which we have the most familiar. But no, like this is this is different than Eobard. This is different from Harry. This is diff- like way different, obviously, from the Wells that followed. Uh, Timeless Wells, aka Wells Prime, very much his own Wells. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean, like you know, he's done it with every Wells that he's done, like you said, and it's it's uh, it's just yeah, it's a testament to uh, Tom Cavanaugh's acting abilities. Like yeah, he, he does a great job with every single one that he does. Well, I almost think that there's like a you know, you could almost forgive him to some extent for just going back to a character that we're more familiar with because this is supposed to be like, you're supposed to get this feeling when this particular Wells shows up of like, Wells, you know, it's Wells is back. Even though this is a character we've never really spent a lot of time with at all. And so, I mean, there's been like, you know, one scene with like him and his wife, I think. Yeah. 
But, I mean, but it's, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but you know, yeah, like you know, I, I see what you're saying. It would make, yeah, it, it could make sense for for him to go and and be more like a more recognizable Wells. But that's not that's not the Wells's, right? I think I think we, you know, we as an audience are are uh, in tune enough with the show to know that each iteration of Harry is different, and so this one, Timeless Wells, is the original, the OG, and so therefore would be different. And so he was, and you know, thought he pulled that off pretty good. Did a great job. Yeah. Great job. You know, we had a nice moment between him and Cisco uh, talking about, you know, and you know, there, there is that kind of amalgam situation going on. So he he can, to an extent, speak to that experience that Cisco has had with all the various uh, other Wellses. And, you know, we're looking at these two characters who are about to, you know, vacate the show. They Their, their time with us on a regular basis is gone. Now, you know, I, I, I've even been thinking about it. You know, we've, we've given the show a lot of flack for the way in which we've had so many different characters and they've needed to cut some people out and, you know, getting to the point where it's like, look, you can even cut out the ones that we love. It's just, we'd we like more cohesive stories, please. <laughs> uh, and I don't know, the, to, to maybe the credit of the show, they have prepared us for this exit for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And so now that we're here, and I mean, we're not quite here, but now that we're basically here, that we know that Cisco's going away, we know that Kavanaugh, or we know that, you know, a well, all, all of the Wellses are going away. You know, it makes these moments feel a little bit differently, right? It just feels a little little bittersweet in, in the right kind of way, I think. Well, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I have to say, you know, one of my big complaints of Nash Wells, like, sacrificed himself is that Cisco wasn't even there, right? right. And then we had a little bit of a, uh, you know, Barry got to kind of say goodbye to all the Wellses. But I feel like this episode, Cisco finally got to say goodbye. And it meant a lot because, you know, um, Timeless Wells was like, you taught us as much as we taught you. And like, that was the kind of thing that was a sort of, you know, thing that I wanted to see sort of happen there is is that, you know, they both built each other up through every iteration of Wells. Doesn't matter what the iteration was. It's like, is it that, you know, Harry and Cisco are this component that you know the the sum is is equal to more than the parts right right and so that was uh that was really cool to see and i'm glad we, we finally got that uh it wasn't necessarily at the moment that i originally wanted it to be but it turns out that i might have been wrong and that this was <gasps> this was this was yeah yeah this was the right moment right because i think this i, I don't think we're going to see wells anymore timeless wells or any wells i think i think that's probably the point the next time we'll see tom cavanaugh is when he's going to be ebard i think you're right i think you are a hundred percent correct sir <laughs> you know, so th- this episode has been all speculation, but you know, we, we do have one thing we need to double back on. But before we do that, let me just go ahead and say, uh, uh, Caitlin, also in this episode. Speedster speculation. All right, uh, man, you already made mention of this, but the speculation this week has to do with if we accept the speculation that Nora is Eobard, which we do. We believe here at Flash TV Talk have have believed for several weeks now that Nora has been Eobard all along. So <laughs> if we if we accept this, then there is still a question of who is the Speed Force? Like who is the Speed Force avatar? Um, this episode confirmed that it could be a person, and probably is a person that doesn't realize that they are the avatar for the Speed Force. So who who could it be? Who could be the speed force? It's got to be Barry. It's got to be Barry, right? <laughs> it's got to be Barry. Yeah. Cuz I mean like that's the thing is like uh you know in in uh the lonely dinosaur? Uh y- y- sure. Well no, what was the episode name? No, I know what you're talking about. 
the one with the, Kevin the, Smith. Yeah, the, the Kevin Smith directed episode. Um, it, I know it's got dinosaur in the title. I think it's Lonely Dinosaur. Uh, but but that was the one where the Speed Force basically told him, "Yeah, we're we're, we're, we're you. You're you're us. We're all the same. Like we're every speedster." So I think at this point, Barry is the avatar for the Speed Force because he is the you know speedster present right now and like so it's i mean it's got to be him well there's a couple ways they could play this for one thing yes that's true and it makes sense that was really the the running theory that was kind of going in in the back of my head during this episode and it's a fun kind of reversal to some extent of the concept of barry becoming the speed force and this the speed force becomes barry you know what i mean yeah. So, so that's, that's kind of interesting. I do still think there's a, if that's the case, there's still an opportunity that, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it, I, I just, considering the fact that we did not see him become the speed force in crisis. I don't know. I think this actually makes for a, a unique uh, opportunity here. There are other options though, Bell, like that it's possible that for example, the speed force could uh, become Nora, young Nora. Like maybe the speed force because it's the speed force went back in time to before Nora was wiped out and, you know, made her the new avatar. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm stretching here, but I figure like, you know, what if we go from Nora to Nora and it turns out Nora was the speed force all along. <laughs> and of course, I'm I, talking about Nora West Allen. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think, you know, I think that Nora is gone. I think the Nora that we're going to see here in the future is from a separate timeline where they have twins. <gasps> Uh, yeah, you're probably right. As as a, yeah, so we're going to get Nora back. It's not going to be the same Nora. It's going to be Nora uh, with Bart, and they're twins this time. And that probably happened as a result of crisis. Um, but so I don't the, think that's how biology works. Fraternal twins are a thing. Yeah, no, I know it is a thing. But like, wouldn't she not look like herself then if she was part of a twin set? If she was part of a set? No, fraternal twins are two are 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 two eggs uh, fertilized by two different sperm yeah well, okay but you're, you're talking but about all right, all right kids um <laughs> hang on we, so, okay, we so identical let me let's let let back it up back it up bell what i'm saying is that when when the the stork goes to the nest even if there's two nests there there's typically a lot of storks and like you know those storks are trying to get to that nest and i'm just saying like the chances of the same stork getting there are pretty you know you know but, but now we got two nests and so wouldn't the fact that there are two nests mean that the different storks show up to the nest I mean, possibly, but this is a show. We want Nora back, don't we? So no, like, I know, I know. Go I know. with I'm it. Just, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. Like, of it always throws me off when it comes to time travel. And, and it's like, oh, we changed the timeline, but now all the kids are the same. I'm like, I don't, I don't the, statistically speaking, I don't think that's, that's very likely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, and there, there, there's one timeline. There's 14 million and seven timelines, and we just happen to get the right one. <laughs> right. All right. Hey, you know what? All right. No, that's fine. That's why we'll Doctor Strange this thing. Yes, she's yeah. back. I'm happy. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So she's probably not the Speed Force. Very, uh, very, very likely is the Speed Force. But let me ask you this. If that's the case, it, did the Speed Force then create? Like, hmm. So then Barry is his own father. <laughs> If we're going with the Barry Iris parents of the forces thing, you know, wouldn't that make Barry his own father? Well, but again, it's not like we're not talking about this in a in a biological parent. No, sense. but it's I mean, like, they're treating it as such on the show. 
I I think I think that's still more metaphorical than it They're is. They're gonna lean in literal. hard next episode. Have you seen the Have you seen the preview? I, I haven't watched it because I I, I don't want to get any Eobard spoilery things. Well, they didn't show Eobard. Okay, well, good. At least I don't think they did. Not in anything that I saw. But they've got not Siri. They've got not Siri uh, <laughs> saying like you guys are like my parents. Like oh, this was not this was not a one episode theme. This is gonna be a thing. This is like this is where we're taking it for the rest of the season. So I'm just saying things are going to get very weird. Mississippi so we have, level we have like weird. A weird. A weird grandfather paradox going on here. Yeah, exactly. Um, Futurama style. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Spatial loops and, and causal loops and all that stuff. All right. Um, but, yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I, I can't I can't imagine who else would be the speed. I mean, you could argue maybe Wells. Maybe. No, he's off the show. No, it's Barry. It's got to be Barry. It's, it's got to be Barry. Yeah. Barry. yeah. Barry's speed force. All right. So there you go. But I, I I will say this though I I you talking <gasps> about like Bell Bell what it's McSnurdle it's Mc, <laughs> McSnurdle's the Speed Force yes done case closed uh, <laughs> that would be like what if at the end of the series you know like oh it was you know Eobard all along and we defeated him or we locked him up and whatever you know now he's gonna go run off to do some things and yada 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 what if at the end of the season they like all like hanging out at Iris and Barry's and. They're like, oh, well, you know, hey, if he wasn't the Speed Force, who do you think the real Speed Force was? And they're all speculating on it. They don't know. And they're all walking out the door laughing so they can go to Jitters and get some coffee. And then the, the camera pans over to a little terrarium. And there's McSnurdle. And he looks over at the With lightning <laughs> the in his little turtle like, eyes. I'm still alive. And the lightning's like, I'm still his eyes. Yes, no, uh, that would be great. But I, I just you, you talking about Barry going into the Speed Force uh, has me thinking something that I think would be pretty cool. It's not necessarily speculation for this season or uh, or any upcoming episodes. It's more it's more speculation of how they end the show. Mm. And um, I don't know. You talking about Barry like going into the Speed Force and becoming the Speed Force? What if that's how they end the show? And mm. like at the end, you know, they settle everything up, and then kind of like how Kingdom Come Flash, like he's he just gotten to a point where he's so fast, he's like almost everywhere all the time. Yeah, and so he protects uh, you know Central City that way. That's what happens with Barry, right? Like Barry, uh, he has to go into the Speed Force. I do uh, think an amalgam Flash at some point would be great. Uh, that that would be amazing if they ended up doing that. And I, I like got it's just tell it's you, just man. the city's like slightly tinged red because he's literally everywhere all the time yeah that'd be so I cool think, I, I, yeah. I, I love that concept uh it'd be great if we could see something like that i don't know if we will or not um but i will say it's you know it's a good bet grant i mean i know that we're all tired but it does seem <laughs> like grant you know and I, I, you know i don't know what the what what kind of access they had to like you know makeup when they were shooting these episodes but I don't think I've ever seen a more tired looking leading man. <laughs> and I mean, like, this is not this is not like a, you know, not shaming him for his looks or anything like that. So don't at me. I'm just saying, like, specifically, like, he looks tired the same way we all look tired. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, what do you expect? <laughs> I mean, no, there's a point to that. There is absolutely a point to that. I just I just think that, yeah, we, we are not long for this flash. I believe <laughs> as sad as it is to say, but you know yeah. what? We said that about Cisco and we kept him for like four more seasons. So, you know, Hey, let's, let's see what ends up happening. This is David Sobolov, the voice of Gorilla Grodd on the flash. And you're listening to flash TV talk. Listen to feedback this week, man. We got uh, a couple things real quick. Um, oh, you know, I got to shout, shout out Dr. Allen, uh, the, uh, the doc, he uh, he posted this in Discord, and uh, yeah, I, I agree 100% with this. He said, just finished the latest FTVT. Uh, I suggest that if Eobard is using the guise of Nora to manipulate Barry, uh, and as Bo suggests, we haven't seen the real Speed Force avatar yet, that Barry 
is the speed force and unaware of it. Yep. I think, I think that's it, man. I think that's yeah. the ding, ding, ding for all the, you know, for all the prizes. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yes, sir. We also got to listen to Jim, uh, Jim friend who uh, wrote in and uh, what, did, what did Jim have to say? Speaking of Wells, so sad to see Tom Cavanaugh is leaving the flash. He is irreplaceable. I don't really get where they're going with the show. Uh, on Smallville back in the day, they had a couple of benchmark moments that mm. propelled them into new directions, and it literally felt like they rebirthed the show, for example. Uh, after Clark graduated from high school, season four, and then when he started working in Metropolis, season seven, those were pivotal moments that moved the story in new directions. I think The Flash had an opportunity to do this after Crisis, but it didn't really move the story that much. We need a new villain played by an actor with some real chops to challenge Barry Allen. I love the show and we'll watch until the end, but I wonder how much more gas they have in the tank. Uh, thanks for all you guys do on the show. You both inspired me to get into podcasting. Hey, that's awesome. Uh, best Jim. Cool. Yeah, Jim. Uh, I don't know. Like, I agree, man. Like, I, I think I, I know we have one more season. Um, I'm hoping it's going to be, you know, just uh, just 100 miles an hour, like in your face, Eobard really you know real challenge to the flash you know some big drama stuff happening and then maybe they'll end it like on that note um i i you know i, yeah. I don't want there to be like six jump the shark episodes in one season as they kind of like run out of ideas like i, th I think the show um there, there have been some some you know not as good seasons uh not as good story arcs and but even those really, not really a great good ones. seasons had some like extremely great episodes like, absolutely you know, and you know, actually, you know, he makes mention of Smallville here. You think back at Smallville, some of Smallville's worst seasons that had some of their best episodes and you go back and you're like, wait, this happened this season? <laughs> what? <laughs> so, I mean, like, it, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's had home runs and it's had some, you know, uh, some strikes, some swings and yeah. misses. Like, like I, you know, I, I agree with you though, Jim, like I, I want their, I don't want them to end the story uh, with fumes in the gas tank I, i'd rather them end it on a quarter tank like maybe they could do more but i'd rather we get like a, a really awesome final season uh that just you know I, I don't, it just feels like really epic in scope and like you know we got uh it, it has to be barry versus eobard in my opinion um i i don't i don't see how you could really close the series out without doing that's that. exactly right um, and, and I think that would just be a great, and, and, and it seems like we're moving that direction. So like if they did decide to end it on season eight, um, with Eobard coming back, uh, I, please don't tell me they're going to fight and kill Eobard at the end of this season. And then what are they going to do? Season <laughs> eight? Like, they can't, they cannot no. do that. They cannot no, no. do that. Um, and, and so, yeah, like, you know, I would, I would be happy with that. Um, I would rather them have one final real good knockdown drag out season with Eobard, uh, as the season long villain, I, even though I've said in the past numerous times that I don't like season long story arcs because Cicada ruined me. Uh, <laughs> but I think I'll, I think I'll make an exception for Eobard. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, like Eobard and Cicada are not in the same ballpark at all. <laughs> no, no, not not even remotely. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, I, I agree. Like, I, I think they've got some steam in the tank. I think they or some gas in the tank. I think I think they've got some steam left. And so uh and and it seems like they're moving towards what i want them to move towards which i'm really excited about i agree i agree man i i you know if i if i you know could have my wish fulfilled it would be for this next season to be the last season for them to go into it with that mindset and to really just do it up big you mentioned you know eobard needing to be the season you know the series kind of finale villain i think that's exactly right we have never gotten a full origin story for Eobard on this show. How amazing would it be if in the last season we really dove into uh, to that exactly and kind of unpacked the future that he was from 
uh, and kind of told that story from, you know, from at least an audience, from his perspective so that we could see it as an audience. It might not be a future that exists anymore, but it's part of his personal timeline. And so I think something like that would be incredible. Um, we know he hates Barry Allen, but like, what, what, let's get a deep dive into what makes him tick. And, you know, maybe at this point in his, his life and career, he's been through some stuff. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's been wiped out of existence. Uh, he's had to live a good portion of his life in the past. He has had to go to Nazi planet and be a Nazi for a while. He's <laughs> gone like, you know, he's become a, you know, a ghost and he kind of possessed a very, you know, another, another person for a while. So, you know, he's got, he's got some, uh, he's got some life that he has lived. He's been kind of a crazy person, uh, Hannibal Lecter in the future for a while. You know, you know, what we haven't seen though. What do we haven't we, seen? We haven't seen the future Eobard. We haven't like, you mean the I past, mean, his past, our future. Yeah. His past, our future. That's like, what I'm saying. We haven't gotten that yeah. origin story. Like I, I, I want to see that origin story. But I want Flash to to fight like a full powered Eobard, right? So we, we see what happened then, and then they 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 draw that into like his whole entire history up until the point where he comes back through uh, quote Nora, um, and we then get the 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 full powered Flash versus full powered Eobard. I like it, man. What like it's possible that maybe with Eobard kind of becoming these gods, right? Like are are like this godlike power. You know, we see him, Barry, he uses Barry's lightning and says, thank you. Probably because he doesn't have the power. He need, he literally needed the speed force power in order to uh, to try to kill another one. Yeah. Like maybe the idea here is that he's trying to get this power so that he can restore the future. Like his future's gone. You know what I mean? Like his timeline is gone. Like even though he exists, his home is gone. So what if we see him trying to recreate, like get this godlike power so that he can recreate the future? I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah, like kind of going back to speculation here. I mean, that could be why he's going after Dion right now, because Dion has the power to control time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe he wants to get Eddie back. Like you, you were, you were getting back here. And we are going to find the future Mrs. Thon. And we, we are not killing yourself. for getting this second. (laughs) He's gonna be, be yeah. like, he's gonna be like, uh, uh, what was that Will Smith movie where he tries to get the guy to hook up with the girl Hitch? He's gonna, Hitch, it's, it's yeah. gonna be Hitch, but it's gonna be Thon. It'll be great. Yeah. All right, man. There you go. That's uh, that's the episode this week. We need to, <laughs> we need to call it here. Uh, y'all, thanks to everybody who helped to make this show happen over at Patreon.com/slash/TVTalk. You can be one of them. Get your access, uh, get access to the Discord as well. Uh, by the way, if you've not done so already, head over to iTunes and write us a review. It's a great way to help support the show. Doesn't cost you a dime to do it. You can also follow the show's handle at Flash TV Talk, or you could uh, follow Bell at Ring That Bell. But if 280 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at podastery.com. That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y dot com. And for the latest news, daily discussions on all things Flash, it's it's out there. But you can also check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash flash TV talk. And as always, special thanks to Charlie Bach who provides music for our show. You can listen to the rest of his awesome stuff at soundcloud.com slash Charlie Bach. Uh, you like Minecraft, you like us, then Flashcraft is a thing on our Flash TV Talk YouTube channel. You can find more there. Uh, you can also find the show and more links and all that kind of great stuff at tvtalk.fm. That's going to do it for us for this week, but don't worry, we'll be back in a flash.
Well, we will uh, we will see what is to come. But uh, yeah, this this whole episode has really kind of been speculation. Speech. Wait, hold on. You forgot one thing. What did I think? Caitlin was also in this episode. Oh, okay. wait, was she really? <laughs> <laughs> she had one line. Oh my gosh. She oh. said, I think Alexa woke up and then uh, she was done. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.